0: Hi all! This week, unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties, but don't worry, you only missed the first five minutes of it because I realised something was adrift and hit record on my iPad. (laughs) So sorry the sound quality isn't as good as normal, but it's still fine. Uh, So Terri-Ann recorded a few minutes intro as well, just to catch you up where we were before we got into the flow. So... Sorry about that, but at least we saved most of the episode so you won't miss out too much. Have a great week. Take care. Bye.
1: Hello, everyone. When we got on to Anchor, it cut off our audio. But uh, lovely Eloise uh, thought to record it on her computer. So now we don't actually have an intro to what we're talking about. And what I wanted to discuss was manipulation. And we were defining uh, manipulation as two different things, right? You can can have um, a, you know, a definition is like to manage or utilize skillfully, that's Merriam-Webster, or to control, play upon by artful, unfair, insidious means, to change something by artful or unfair means, to serve one's purpose, etc. But. You know, there's you. You want to understand that there's two different um, aspects of manipulation, and we're looking at uh, the points where we manipulate. Um, well, in in unconscious ways, uh, we could be insidious in the way we manipulate. You might know that you're manipulating. And that means you know you're lying to someone or to yourself. There's a big difference when I say I manipulate clay. There's a point where I say I'm, I'm manipulating my bird, for example, to uh, get away from something poisonous or to learn how to do something so it won't be bored. Um, that's going to be a way to manage or utilize skillfully. But once you're you know, going in for insidious means and you know it, well, obviously, you know, likely you might want to change that behavior. Or uh, then there's one that's really difficult, which is the unconscious kind of behavior. It could sort of, it might not even be totally unconscious. You could say it's subconscious because it rises to the surface. You might know that you're lying. Or if somebody uses um, you know, deductive logic, you might see, oh my, yes, I can see how I'm manipulating. Now, I'd like to reiterate, the only time you're looking at this kind of thing is when it's, it's, um, hurting you in your life. When you decide you want to change this, you can't, uh, kind of stop anyone else from manipulating, but you can learn to take care of yourself. You can't, um, you can't be looking at other people's behavior. This is really, uh, in this audio, we'd like to look at our own uh, behavior, okay, and how we manipulate. Okay, um, I think that will be, I can't, can't recall exactly the introduction that we had, but um, from here on in, we're going, you're going to hear the rest of the audio that, um, that we caught for the podcast. Thank you not working right and and yet we have to be really honest knowing that well if i keep doing this this way and i keep getting the same result, well it's not working and we keep thinking oh you know i'll deal with it on my own you know i'll keep figuring this out and you never get anywhere and oftentimes people say i'm too afraid to look at it um and you know that's something i don't relate to because To me, it would be I'd rather die than continue the suffering of trying to figure out something and I can't, right? If I try something, which I've been in, I was a young, I was a teenager, I was in my 20s and 30s trying to figure out how to do something until, you know, I found, oh my God, I'm coming from a place of trying which is a manipulation on its own, to figure out, so here, one circumstance, to figure out how to uh, please other people, for example. And keep the, the, the guilt of, I'm not doing it right, I'm not doing it properly, is the place I was coming from. Till finally one day I woke up and I went, wait a minute, I don't need to please anyone, I just need to live my life. Right, that's kind of, when I understood that the, um, the biblical story of the, the I think it's biblical, but, or one of the parables of the prodigal son, mm-hmm. right? The, the son who stays home, you know, is resent, resentful or, you know, jealous when the prodigal son comes back. And, and the prodigal son is given praise because he's done what a child should do go off and and live your own life. Raise your children, get them to go off. Just like a, an eagle, in, it's in the arete, right? It's up there, it's not the arete, the airy, right? I forget mm. what it's called, the nest of an eagle. Anyway, it's way up high. And the mother feeds the, the children, of course, but at one point she has to push them out of the nest. And there's a huge risk. Maybe one of them won't fly and, you know, die. But this is a risk she has to take so that her children will survive, that they'll go off and become adults, fly, learn to hunt, and continue the survival of the species. Hmm. Right? So she has to manipulate them out of the nest, clearly for their survival. They're not going to survive if they just depend on her. Yeah. So going to And you see
0: mums doing that with their 30-year-old sons.
1: (laughs) Yes, and daughters.
0: (laughs) Yes, and daughters. I was going to say it. And daughters.
1: Yes. Do it with their children. And, you know, thinking that we know better than animals, we know better than nature, we know better than the natural way of doing, is that I'm going to keep my kids and not push them out of the nest. And... um, and, um, it's a codependency. I don't want to be alone or I don't, I need someone in my life. Mm. Uh, there, there's so many different ones. You can, you, you can be honest with yourself, everyone out there and think about what are the reasons you will keep your children close and at home and you don't send them off in many ways as you did, you were sent off. Mm you know you might think oh i shouldn't have been sent off yeah but your life could be very successful now or you might think uh no 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 i feel too guilty to send them off uh or there's so many reasons but you you can look at your codependency on your own uh, on your child uh your child's debilitation let's say right so if i cripple my children, which you're not consciously doing, uh, but when it gets too difficult, your children are completely relying on you, I often get the results of that, you know, where you know, the person is trying to get their child to be more independent, go out in the world and, um, and deal with the world and the child can't. They're anxious, they're unable to do it, right? You know, some of the material that I've read is that, you know, because kids are so, so protected now, they're anxious just to go out in the world and do pretty much things most of us do, right? Yeah. Because you're so protected that now it's like, oh my God, the whole world is at our, uh, coming at me and I don't know how to deal with it. I, I had my parents dealing with everything. If something went wrong in school, my parents came in. We have incidences now in the world where 25-year-old men, uh, and I use men particularly because, you know, throughout history, genetically, you know, men went out and took care of the family. They had to go to work. And it's its kind of really debilitating to see that a man going out in the world at 25 years old, where many were were already married with kids, uh, supporting a house and uh, and their child and their wife. Um, now, they're calling their mothers to say I was evaluated badly.
0: Mm. Now,
1: I'm, I'm being very sparse in my description. And there's, there's a lot of study that goes behind what I've said, but it is definitely, if you look at whether you are a woman or a man, within you you have a masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. and the masculine within us is the one that goes out and takes action and the feminine is the disruptor you know if we're doing things and uh constantly the same thing repetitively the feminine can come in and disrupt us and that's her her great job she sinks in and looks in and uh like the moon, it's the dark side, the unconscious, so many of these factors that rise up from the feminine, there's much more, but just for a a general synopsis. And, um, you know, that the masculine would go in our masculine listens to the feminine's insights and intuitions, and he goes out and, you know, carries that out for the feminine. So that often is represented in relationship, doesn't matter what kind of relationship you're in. You know, people always get confused if I'm gay, if I'm uh, non-gender binary. It doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. We still have these these qualities that run through us, and we know that because everyone's running around trying to figure out uh, what gender they are or aren't, or want to get away from it, or it's it's just a form of escapism. If we're not really willing to uh, look, and I don't really care what names you give it, we have these names right now. But it is really self-study if you study yourself and notice. Uh, so notice which parts of you uh, are doing what. you know. And people mix it up too. It gets mixed up. And there's no need to mix it up. You just make it clear for yourself what part of you is doing what. What is feminine, what is masculine. And just relate it to nature. Watch a bird. If you look at if you have a female bird or a male bird, male birds are gentler than female birds. Mm. Male birds are more colorful than female birds. Male birds, uh, you know, are... It's it's interesting that the female is more aggressive. Yeah. Right? The female is more aggressive. If you look at our species, you know... uh, I was talking to a doctor, and he said, "Male bo- uh, boys have less less of a chance of survival than girls." Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, women are, women are just stronger. Fem- the, the girls are just stronger. Hmm. That's very interesting, right?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I was at a farm, and the the coats are giving birth, and the boys haven't survived. Not one boy has survived yet. Wow and the females are surviving. So it's very interesting when you look at nature. Mm. right? You look at nature, it's it's fascinating. You know, I often say that strength is the feminine and uh, force is the masculine. Right, so I'm strong, but I can't move uh, heavy objects the way my husband can. So I go, yeah. yeah, he's got the force, but I've got the strength in other ways.
0: He, he even gave me a little talk on how strong he thinks I am. <laughs> it's so <laughs>
1: interesting, but it's not, it's not physical strength, of course. Uh, I used to, but yeah, no physical strength, but strength in so many mm. other ways, right?
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. Even my,
1: my clients will tell me, I can't believe what you can, can listen to
0: all day long. And how hard you work to help people. Mm. It's like,
1: yeah, yeah, interesting, right? So, and I'm I'm pointing out myself because you can look at yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? I'm sure you feel the same way, eh? Eloise? Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah? That, yeah. you know, the strength of, of dealing with people and their issues and their problems and their their tears, even though we're not therapists. That's not what we do. Yeah not what we do at all but we've got all the 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 dressings of what a therapist would have except we don't do therapy (laughs) right it's it's fascinating right it's just fascinating so so we're you know this is a long preamble to begin to understand that uh, just to make it clear that there can be a healthy manipulation uh what is what is unhealthy usually is well, yes, you know you're doing something insidiously and dishonestly, etc. And uh, like I don't, I don't think if I'm manipulating my bird to eat proper food that that is insidious. That is good mm-hmm. for him. That is healthy for him. No, he's not out in nature where he can just drop dead and he'll be replaced by many birds. This is a very different situation. Need to look out for
0: him
1: Mm. you know he's not out in the world reproducing and yeah if he goes and eats something poisonous well he's gonna die you can see how many birds um you know are are abundant in in the city despite you know toxicity and poisons etc that can you know that they can drink or eat etc right they can you know a bird could find a can of comet or you Know industrial cleaner land on it and start, you know, drink a bit and uh go after some Drano, uh, which is to, which is what they use to open up pipes, you know. So, because I just did that the other day and I covered you know the whole area the sink, I kept the bird out so and made sure there was no gas uh fumes coming up by using cold water mm. so that the bird wouldn't uh wouldn't get any of the fumes or or try and fly and get to the product so really cleaned out the sink made sure it was covered it was not in that room yeah so uh that's very different i'm manipulating him doing all kinds of things but very healthy Yeah. yeah now you could say just let him be and let him die and the reason you don't want him to die is for you yeah, of course, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very clear that yeah. I don't want him to die. You're the needy mother. But but who needs him to, to suffer either? Yeah. You know, he's in a closed environment, who knows uh, how he would behave in nature. Maybe he's behaving strangely. Uh, maybe it's not quite natural, the things that he could possibly do here, which he wouldn't do in nature. Right, he would be taught by other birds. They would... They would uh, they would communicate in ways uh, that that show each other what you can and can't eat, where you can and can't go.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Um, there's I was reading something about the bird that um, if they didn't have a mother to teach them how to properly uh, groom and put a particular you know liquid like a, the saliva onto their feathers, um, they could suffer you know really dry skin and you know uh, itchiness that kind of thing right Mm. so yes we understand so I just want to be clear that there is healthy manipulation and but you know even though I say that oftentimes uh, when I work with people I say well yes there is healthy manipulation they can use and so may you use a particular incident to allay your
0: own pain and say that it was a good manipulation but you're manipulating someone else mm.
1: these are tricky key tricky, tricky. That's, this is where we come into self-serving and being in service to self you've got to watch with clarity what is self-serving and what, you, what is being in service to self so I'm not going to eat Drano nor should anyone in my house <laughs> right
0: <laughs> mm, yeah top tip there <laughs> Top tip of the day. Don't eat <laughs> Whatever it is, it sounds like a drain stuff. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Toxic. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just
1: trying to point out if I'm in service to self, I won't be doing that. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's survival of myself. But the other part is, you know, it's such a fine line the way I'm describing this because I can hear. You know that someone could turn it you know said things, try to make it as clear as possible, but even within that clarity,
0: mm.
1: I often hear someone say, "Yes, but um, if my my child is not doing what I want, then um, then I can uh, continue behaving the way I'm behaving." to get that child to do something. That's where we go back to um, repeated behaviors. If you're consistently um, in a family, we gotta remember that the family is a whole matrix. And we often think that one person who has a problem is only that person's problem or that child's problem. But it's not, it's the whole family's Mm. problem. And um likely it can go back historically, you know alcoholism can go back historically mm-hmm. uh, incest or sexual uh, problems go back historically um, you know, overeating can go back historically. there can be all kinds of historic patterns yeah. that are not just the problem of a single individual you know and sometimes i you know that the family will have a problem with one child let's say who's overweight
0: yeah you say weight well, might come into this yeah what was that? I was going to say my brain was thinking about weight so yeah
1: yeah weight's a big one right so yeah. it's just that one person's problem that they're the ones who need to have willpower and self-control
0: mm.
1: you know just such stressful terms you have to have willpower and self-control. So we're going to dangle, you know, chips in front of you and eat them, but you are not allowed. <laughs> we're going to leave. We're going to have chocolate in the house, but you are not allowed. Mm. Right? That, that's a problem. That's that's a problem. You can, you can sit clearly look at a family, say one child has an eating problem, but you keep chips and chocolates and things like that. Well, because everyone else can eat it moderately, except this child. Mm. Yeah, well, you're you're saying that all of your problems are just this child's problem now. So the child has to have will power, the child can't create their own environment of health. No, you need to change as well. It's not just the child that came up with this problem. There's something going on in the family dynamic. We don't realize often that that one child can be holding mm. the power can be holding the the projection of the parent, right? So if the parent is, uh, um, has their own issues, their own self-control issues. And it might not be weight. They might be excessively uh, controlling of the family. They might be excessively um, uh, controlling of themselves, constantly talking about weight and looks. And then, of course, the projection goes on the child everything the parent will not look uh or live into Mm. right and they'll say look i have self-control my child needs to learn that from me whereas all of their pain of not being able to like i know this is a really simple um uh, story but all of their pain of not being able to eat a chocolate uh, is projected onto the child and the child gets to do all of the the overtly painful things that the parent can't do. So this this doesn't require, so what, well, here's where we go into a little bit of crazy manipulation, where, I mean, it's crazy making because uh, the parent will continually manipulate to get the child to have self-control as they do, not realizing that the underlying pain of the parent is being projected into the child and the child isn't isn't permitted to live fully Mm. into their experience so they're they're holding the pain of the family and the whole family needs to change right so i mean i've heard just about every excuse so one of them is well i can't say no to having a bag of chips in the house this happens often by the way Uh, because my husband needs that bag of chips when he comes home I can't deny him uh what what are you talking about you can't deny him clear indicator that the woman is controlling the the events so she's she's saying that dad is going to get what he wants but you're not this is what children do children have to support the parents needs hmm the child has to deny their own needs for the parent's needs.
0: Yeah. That wow. instead
1: sense. of standing up going, my child has a problem. We need to get together mm. and shift whatever dynamic is going on, which means I, as a parent, need to face myself. Yeah. So, so imagine a mother who's saying the father gets to have what he wants. I can't deny the father. What does this have to do with you? denying the father something there is a whole other codependency going on you are not denying him anything he can go out and eat his own bag of chips when he wants to
0: yeah but
1: but he wants to come home and relax at night with a glass of wine and he has a few chips with the film I don't care Mm. just like you don't care about your child I really don't care about you I don't say that, but it's it's a good attitude. It's like, what, what does that have to do with, with anything? And really, someone's defense mechanisms, who cares?
0: Yeah.
1: The question is, is why aren't you and your husband getting together to support your child?
0: Mm. That's a
1: bigger question.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if the answer be is, anointed. Yeah. because
1: my, my child should have self-control... Well then, why don't you have self-control? Oh, I do when it comes to food. You do when it comes to food, but you don't when it comes to pleasing your husband. Mm. And your husband has no self-control when it comes to the few chips he needs at night. So the problem is apparent, right? Mm. That everyone has no self-control. We we love to praise, oh, look how much self-control. You know, as a person who had eat, had many eating disorders, Um, I just I I just remember people saying that I had so much self control. And I thought, What what are you talking about? What are you talking that's all I ever thought in my head. It's like, why do they think that? Terry Ann has so much willpower because I could go without eating for days and days and I was super skinny at the time. Just, oh yeah, you've got so much self control, I thought. No, it's not self-control whatsoever.
0: Hmm.
1: Not at all. I believe that I should not eat, so I just stopped eating. Yeah. And that is not self-control. That is insanity.
0: I was going to say, it's insane.
1: It's insane. You have to eat. And the moment I did eat, there was a, a bunch of voices, right? All those thoughts in my head. You're a pig. You shouldn't be eating. But I was starving. Like, Let's say I went three days without eating. And I'd sit down and eat a whole head of broccoli. Wow. And, you know, <laughs> sit down and just berate myself for it, berate myself, and then not not eat again for as long as I could go. Yeah. I remember once being so hungry, so, so hungry. Uh, I don't know how many, how many days I hadn't eaten but also eating very little food in any case for months and then just not eating at all and then eating little bits of food and not eating. And then just one day I had to go, I said, oh my God, nothing's going to satisfy me except some bread. And somebody had given me some honey. And it was just like, I can remember this. It was such a bizarre moment. I started to eat the bread and I put some honey on it. I ate a little bit and all of a sudden this voraciousness occurred and I could not I was hardly taking a breath and inside I was thinking this is insanity like what is going on I just devoured it as much as I could get it it was so I mean I remember seeing that that was said, okay this has got to stop we've got to figure out a new way it's taken me years you know Um, I very rarely you know, do something like that, but mm. once in a while, if you have chocolate, I'll eat too many, you know, it's not like I can eat one or two, I've got to have six,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> making up chocolate. for those years when you didn't yeah. eat.
1: <laughs> you know, so, um but it's not, it's not um the past, I guess, about four years, I think, three or four years that whole uh, binging has stopped because
0: mm. I permit myself to eat. Yeah.
1: You know, I per- so it's, it's, it took a long time. It took a really long time. And yes, I can be with people who are eating chocolate and eating ice cream and I don't. And then sometimes, you know, I do, mm. but uh, usually it's, it's, it's quite good, you know? Uh, but that took years and years of, um, dealing with all of the wounds
0: right mm.
1: yeah dealing with all of the um, yeah all of the wound <laughs> all of the wounds that we have that keep us in that in that position keep us in that place right mm. so um, I just wanted to get into sort of giving that sort of a, a basis of
0: Of manipulation so manipulation
1: we know there are certain healthy ways of looking at it and then mostly unhealthy and mostly wherein you as the individual if you've got issues in your life if you're you're triggered by people triggered by family members you're arguing you're fighting you're annoyed you're keeping secrets you're um, uh, not standing up for yourself if you're repetitive in what you think you need to do and you're not doing it um the list goes on i mean it's impossible to enumerate all of the ways in which uh, people manipulate uh, and likely you are doing it yeah likely you're manipulating yourself and um manipulating the other person so it's a great thing to sit down and start to figure out what it means to be in service to self. Right? So guilt is a good indicator that you are not operating from a place of being in service to self. Mm. Self Self-serving is very different. I want you to do this because I think this is the way you should behave. Very different. I, I, and you can get into very, very difficult situations because You know, you could have children and your children are behaving badly in public, they're behaving badly towards each other and desperate and you want to find a way to get your child to behave and the more you try to manipulate them and scold them or punish them or tell them what to do, uh, the worse it becomes because you're coming from a place of manipulation. I mean, once you've gotten to that place, you need to do a lot of work, right? You need to really face yourself and face where you've been dishonest, where you've been negligent or, or, um, yeah, I'd say negligent, even if we are the kind of uh, devouring mother and you wanna keep the child close, it's still negligence. We won't label it that way in our society, maybe in the future. It might be considered, you know, if you're a helicopter parent, that it is negligent of the child's, uh, let's say, God-given uh, right to be able to go off and live their own lives, right? Because yeah. we are being negligent that way. Very few people would say that if I give my child everything, that I'm negligent.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. They would think I've done everything, uh, I've done so much for you, everything for you. Yeah. Meanwhile, you haven't. You haven't shown them how to use their two legs and stand on them. You haven't shown them how to brave new things and difficulties Mm. and come back with failures and successes and that's fine. You know, you're gonna fail. You know, really, buck up. We, We really need to understand we're going to fail.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah.
1: Inevitable that we're going to fail. You know, oftentimes when I get a client who's saying, "Oh, you know, everything's so wonderful, I'm doing great." You know, thank you for your work, and I'm like, hmm, we're not done yet." But
0: yeah,
1: I can't tell them that, uh, or they'll say it's up to you uh, to do what you need to do. Yes, no, I'm done. I'm done. It's over. I don't need it anymore. And you know, a month later. You know, they've fallen right down, and they can't deal with failure.
0: Mm. Hello. Yeah.
1: Right. So, these are quite, uh, quite difficult topics. So, yeah, one of the biggest manipulations. We'll start with, you know, I need to prove that I am right. The moment I need to prove I'm right, manipulation ensues yeah immediately uh, Oftentimes, you know when someone says something to you you could be triggered you don't like it but if you listen a little bit then you go oh yeah I'm wrong okay thanks it's a very different uh, approach to I'm going to keep defending till you um till you agree with me
0: yeah
1: that's a very, very different place. Very different place.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So should we pick this up next time?
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm just kind of sitting back, sort mm. of relaxing. I can imagine this is a lot of information for people to take
0: yeah. in.
1: And um, even for me, you know, talking alone, not having someone, and um, thinking about uh, what are ways that, you know, that we, we manipulate. Right? Yeah. There's a big difference between um let's say my husband and i are talking we're having a discussion i'm like because i'm this passionate kind of greek and i'm talking loud and da, 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 And then finally comes down and he, you know he'll, he'll he'll just look at me and say blah 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 whatever he says and i'm like oh yeah right okay that really throws a wrench into my argument mm. right and and I kind of go, I kind of deflates, and I just look and go, yeah, that's yeah, okay, yeah, I can see uh, how I'm looking at that wrong, completely wrong. But it happens the opposite too, right? So I'm just trying to look at, you know, because it, cause it's so hard. People believe, um, you know, all these years of doing things like breakthrough, where, you know, we we look at something and say. Uh, oh, you're triggered, you should do a breakthrough so you can figure out what's going on with you. Oh, you're triggered, oh, you're triggered. And um, that is really not the way to work. It's always with yourself, right? Accusing somebody else of being triggered and then the moment you accuse them of being triggered, you're going to say, well, now you're defensive.
0: Mm.
1: Right? So, no, You, you, you can't use that that discussion, the person has to, when when, are, when you're looking at yourself, and you're manipulating, you really have to come at it, with your own honesty to really, you know, unwrap that, that there are certain things you are doing. And it's not because of necessarily of the accusation of others, it's because within yourself, you know, this isn't working. Mm. Or if you're accusing someone else of everything, then you know it's about you.
0: Yeah, yeah, always.
1: Well, it is always it <laughs> pointing is the
0: finger at everyone else.
1: <laughs> That's right. The moment you see yourself pointing the finger, you know. So, so I've noticed the difference. Why I'm bringing this up is because I'm trying to see. You, you can't figure it out on your own because uh, you won't. You won't quite have a sounding board. Uh, it takes. It took me years, but you know, when I look at my my discussions with my husband, which can get heated. I'm, well, I get loud, I talk loud. And, um, uh, well, also being HSP, all those things I get, you know, uh, if I hear an argument that makes no sense, that I've already discussed many times, this is my personal life, right? It's not, it's very different in your personal life than in your practice or or on here, right? You're... you're you're in a very different matrix, but in my personal life, if I'm talking to very close people. I often have a stupid expectation. It's really bad. Mm. It's an expectation that they should know, and then I get all you know excited, and then I realize no, they don't know. Oh, they don't know. Um, yes, they're ignorant of what they're saying. So okay, why? Are, so it's all about me expecting them to know, so then I get heated. Let's say. So, right away, I'm like, "Okay, they don't know um, and you're assuming that so so oftentimes, like you know, for these discussions that stupid discussions, but you know if they don't know something because they because they're close to me, I assume they know it, then I realize they don't know it, and I look at myself going, Why are you reacting this way? Mm. they don't know it, they can be ignorant." Yeah. Why do you expect them to know the stuff that you know? And and I get kind of uh, I think my teacher once said uh, said to me. Uh, somebody was leading me through a steps a breakthrough steps and uh, she said to the leader, you know, Terry Ann doesn't suffer fools. Why, uh, doesn't Madden. suffer fools, right? Yeah. And, and I was like, holy crap! Really? Yes. Okay. So when something like that occurs, and I don't, including myself, so it's something that I work with. You know, I try to calm it down. I apologize if I get uh, overwrought, you know, because I do,
0: mm.
1: and uh, I, I take responsibility for that. And I keep looking within to see what do you, you know? Why do you react that way with people that are that are close to you? You know, and there are many, many. Uh, dynamics going on because I know that I'm HSP and you know after a day of work or after a week of work having a discussion um about things can um overstimulate me and I become excitable. That's one of the qualities of HSP that they become snappy.
0: do you want to excitable. explain what that is for people?
1: Oh HSP is a high sensitive person. Twenty percent of the population is high sensitive. So one of the things that you know, I've always felt bad about it is how snappy I get. Mm. So one of the things I want to learn is before I get snappy, to notice that, that it's happening to me, and to take to be in service to myself, and and take care of it. Uh, but you can't. All, you, there's no way you can uh, control everything because you never know. Uh, one of my favorite expressions these days is you can't step in the same river twice. Mm. You can't. So I'm not going to be the same person in 10 minutes from now as I am uh, right now or in right now, Mm -hmm. every moment that goes by. I'm not not the same person and nor is everyone else. So you can't control it. But the more I can attend to my needs, the more I will be aware of what I require, and that way I can consistently uh, look after myself. That doesn't mean snappiness will go away. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Is the way it's, you know, if I touch my bird the wrong way, he snaps. Yeah. If if I interrupt him, if I get him up too early in the morning, he's biting. Sure. <laughs> if I let him- if I let him sleep, if I'm obnoxious and I go into his cage, he snaps at me. I'm, I'm the same way and so would everyone else be. Mm. But the problem with saying this now, it take, took years to understand that in this moment, do I need a breakthrough or do I need to go lie down under a weighted blanket?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so this, these are the choices. The moment you, you know, how I know it's not an overreaction is I go put myself under the weighted blanket and I go, that's just what I needed. (laughs) And all the thoughts of the problem go away. Yeah. Instantaneously. So it was a reaction.
0: Amazing. Right?
1: But if if it's an overreaction, I can put the weighted blanket on it and my head will keep going. going going, That means there's a wound that still requires my attention.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So,
1: so it's it's um, it's um not easy to to realize how we can manipulate ourselves because I've seen people, you know, come up to me and say, oh, no, no, so they'll tell me a story. It's bothering them. They'll talk about it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. Now we're in 45 minutes. Now we're at an hour. And I turn around and say, would you like a breakthrough? Oh, no, no, this was just a reaction. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're 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 definitely I wouldn't say it to them. I'd just go that's fine. I'm glad you've resolved that. Uh let's go, you know, dance or something.
0: You know, let's <laughs> go rope or
1: you know, let's go look outside. And oftentimes they can't. Mm. They'll continue and I'll often say, Look, I've offered you a breakthrough. This needs to stop. We don't need to discuss this anymore. Yeah. In some way, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll change the topic or just to show I'm not interested. I, why would I be interested in helping them with their psychosis,
0: right? Yeah, yeah,
1: right or, or not. So, yeah, we we it's a very difficult thing. So do do at least sixty years or fifty years of work um, with yourself, <laughs> and and then then discuss. You know whether you're having a reaction or an overreaction. Yeah. I don't think that's a parameter either. I'm just kind of joking with that. But uh, you never know. Somebody can really realize, wow, I'm reacting right now. Uh, what do I need? And if you can
0: take a practical action, uh, inevitably you've reacted. Yeah. If you
1: continue to think about it and it knows that you, you, you've you definitely got, got a wound that needs, uh, needs some care and the only way you're going to get to that wound is to just kind of peel back all the defense mechanisms and that's kind of, you know we can't do a breakthrough while we're on here but we certainly can look at the dynamics of the manipulations that go on in your mind Yeah. so that's one good example is somebody
0: who's triggered talks 10, 15, 20 minutes 30 minutes you try to change the
1: subject and they keep talking about the same thing you know that a wound has been triggered and there's nothing you can say or do that will stop them so you've got to turn that in on yourself even if you are the type of person who never says a thing look inside and see are you going through it in your mind Mm -hmm. are you feeling guilty are you thinking you're the cause of this Uh, that's another that's an internal overreaction or we can call it an underreaction I, I don't. I know we use it uh, in breakthrough, but I don't really like the term because uh, even if I'm exploding on the inside, typically I feel it's worse than when I explode on the outside.
0: Mm, yeah. You know,
1: when I explode on the outside, there's just a tiny little inkling of relief, uh, but but not right because afterwards you still feel terrible because you've exploded. But if I if I I'm, uh, imploding. It just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Mm. So all of those things are part of the manipulations you would use in a codependency, right? With, with husband, child, parents, we're constantly dependent or codependent. Their behavior and your behavior uh, is intricately interconnected to be almost like a supply of, uh, of psychic energy, let's say, a supply of, oh, if I can keep having the problem I have with my, it continues to allow me to avoid looking at myself.
0: Because
1: mm. he's the one with the problem. Or
0: yeah. mother. Not me. Or child.
1: Or husband, right? Yeah. You know, I, I never. You know, one of the most beautiful things is to be with my partner and look at him and not see that any of my behaviors are related to
0: his.
1: (laughs) I don't think any of them are. I do find it really supportive, like when he's on a really strict diet, it really supports me. You know, when he goes off, I'm usually good, but after a while, you know, I'll start to cheat a little bit with him.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, not not as much as i used to but i will so it is quite supportive like i mean no matter what we're in a matrix together so yeah. so when he decides to go you know strict it's like ah, i feel like a whole renewal of course when you when you disrupt something it's great too right you can, um you know when you go on a fast it disrupts you and then you feel really good for months and months and then you know winter can come on and you start to put on a little bit of weight, yeah. and then you know you want the disruption again. I mean, these are these are natural cycles that we do go through. Uh, but you know, otherwise, it's like you know what he does is is what he does, and what I do is what I do. Um, we're not. I don't blame him or think that he does anything that would prevent me from doing something. Yeah. You know, I once said something to someone. I said, oh, you know, you live in Florida. How wonderful, you know. I I was joking around. I said, oh, I'm jealous. And this person said to me, oh, why don't you move to Florida? I said, well, I have my family at home. Well, what would you want more? To to be in a place that you love or to be with your family? Don't you think that's a codependency? Well, that's an easy analysis, isn't it? Isn't that an easy analysis? So, like, sun, (laughs) sun, having the sun all the time and uh, and an ocean, but the rest of your life is still work and, you know, all of that stuff. And you leave your husband, you leave your home, you leave (laughs) everything uh, that you love. That's not a problem for sun and sea. I'm like,
0: Um... okay, I'm
1: sure, but I want my family. You know, I am not I'm not complaining that I'm where I am. I don't sit around all day long, and, oh yeah, you know, wish we had the ocean. It would be lovely to be living by the ocean, but I'd really like to live by the ocean with my husband. So we have it as a goal. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a goal. What a nice thing to look forward to. Yeah. Um, so it's not a Oh my God! I wish I lived by the ocean. I'm suffering miserably where I am, that's a whole other question.
0: Yeah, okay. definitely.
1: So I was kind of shocked by the the kind of uh, you know dismissiveness. You can go off and do whatever you want uh, at any time. Of course you can, but you're still you're still looking at uh, you know I'd love to have diamonds by the yard. But I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm just not going to do it. It's, too, it's, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. I remember, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I'd love to have diamonds by the yard, right? Oh my God. but they <laughs> were like $250,000. I'm sure they're way more now. You know, so I did one of her Buddhist exercises, which was uh, it, imagine that you have something, because the moment you buy something, right? It, yeah. it becomes moot, right? I, know yeah, I, I do all the time. Every time I want something, I'm like, okay, you can afford it, buy it. And I buy it, and like two minutes later, it's like, okay, I don't care.
0: You know, it's so uh, funny,
1: you know. And and we do these things, and then you think, well, once I get it, because I've done the living by the ocean and the sun. I mean, I love it, but I didn't. And I was happy to say I could stay anywhere, do whatever I want it didn't start, after six months living by the ocean in the sun there was an urge to do something else yeah so I'm like no that's not the be all and end all, it's really yes it would be lovely it would also be lovely to live in a mansion with servants yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, would be, it would be lovely to be one of the you know, I watched J.P. Sears I don't
0: know oh know. yeah I love I J.P. Sears I really love yeah.
1: him. so he did a little video on making fun of uh, you know movie stars and actors
0: oh yeah during the during the bar yeah he's in
1: this <laughs> mansion and he's going oh you know we're all quarantined and I'm so bored and he's like jumping on a trampoline and
0: he's, like, <laughs> he's just like walking by this massive pool yeah, yeah. It's really quite funny. It's like in my... I've only got 20 acres to, (laughs) like, walk around. I've only got 20 acres. (laughs) Something (laughs) silly. The rooms I haven't been in for years, you know, or
1: I've never even seen on my estate, but I'm so, so bored, et cetera. If I can relate
0: to you stuck indoors. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I know you're only in a one-room apartment, you know, with six other people, right? (laughs) And I, you know, and I'm suffering in quarantine. It was so yeah.
0: funny, right? So, um, yeah. Talking you know, of which, I've been fascinated by people living in tiny spaces during quarantine.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think most of the time we live in these. We're usually in tiny spaces. Yeah. You know, you, you so you, you leave the house and you go to your cubicle.
0: You
1: know? mm. <laughs> or you go to your office. You know, I think I've lived in tinier spaces working than I have, you know, having this sort of, well, because I, I don't have an office, uh, the living room, dining room mm. is my office. So I'm the biggest office I've ever had
0: Yeah, <laughs> true. Know,
1: in the past three, four years, I've never had such a big office mm. and, you know, really not, not other people around. I mean, uh, my husband has his own office in the basement, my My stepson is in his own room. You know, so nobody bugs me, right? It's like huge and I can go into the bedroom. So I have a really big space compared to the spaces I've had in my life, right? Mm. Usually you go to a tiny little office, a tiny little room. So I don't know. uh, Maybe it's – I don't know if it matters really. Uh, What matters is I think isolation is hard for people. You start to, uh, you know – have like a cognitive um what's it called you're you what you think the only person who can disagree with you is yourself and I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. You need other people around to
0: to challenge you. I found that a lot of people on their own if they're listening to the news
1: and the media and it's always the same news and media. Uh I've that I'm listening to a a recording of the news when I'm talking to that person. Mm. You know, or spewing out the same old thing over and over and over again. And I find that's, that's difficult for people. Even, you know, even this idea of people living alone and you don't have too much contact with others, it's difficult.
0: Hello. You're, yep.
1: you're What's that?
0: Hello, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too-
1: you live alone, but you have you have dynamic in contact with people. I'm talking about
0: people who do yeah, no, yeah. have contact, you know,
1: and they don't they haven't set up sort of a line of of people who might disagree with them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you
1: you definitely have me who's going to. Yeah, you're you.
0: always gonna you know keep me in line. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, or throw you out of line or something. I don't know, but
0: yeah. And yeah.
1: that's good for you. you yeah, know, you, yeah. You, you have relationships with people who disagree with you. You disagree with me. I have a relationship with somebody who, who disagrees. We have several relationships with people who disagree with me. I, I think everybody disagrees with me hmm. that I know. And that's good for me. My mom does. My dad does. Oh, the bird's
0: joining in. she disagrees does. as well. <laughs> yeah, the birds, the
1: bird's like, get, you know, get off the... Uh, the talk uh, uh, my husband disagrees with me my best friend disagrees with me you disagree with me so um, it might not show to you, everyone as we're talking that you disagree uh, with me but you do mm. uh, you know, we have different ways of seeing things and that's great I think it's really good I think it's
0: uh, I think it's, it's healthy, healthy. Yeah.
1: that way that way you don't sit around thinking you know anything I mean I'm constantly trying to figure out things. And when someone disagrees i'm like well okay you disagree so, so explain it to me you know tell me what you're thinking um and also to to, to what what we're what we're thinking like do, do you have a way of seeing it you know you, you want to make sure that it's a little bit um you know based in some uh, i guess something scientific right mm. like like now, uh, I don't want to talk too much about this, but there's a lot of data flying around and people reading the data.
0: Mm.
1: And it's like, you, you cannot infer that from the data. You can't. Half the things people are inferring from the data, they can't infer. The data doesn't show that.
0: Mm.
1: So, so uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. Right, so if it, so most people are inferring a particular thing, and I say, well, if you're going to infer that, I can infer something totally opposite from this data. Mm. So we're 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 quite mistaken in the, in the way we're seeing things. I don't think I know what's going on at all, uh, but a lot of people think they do know what's going on because there's that attitude of better better safe than sorry, and we keep forgetting that a measure can be worse than the, like the cure or the the thing that keeps you safe can be worse than uh, the actual problem. So the same yes. thing like if, uh, well, I'm going to keep my child safe, I'm going to protect it, I'm going to help it when it's got a problem at school. I'm not going to let it fend for itself. I'm going to go help it get its first job. I'm going to go to its boss and say, you shouldn't have evaluated my child this way, et cetera, and they're 25, 30 years old. Um, and they think that's good. But now we don't know the outcome of that mm. need to keep your child safe. Yeah. The outcome could be worse for people. We could have a more debilitated population We've got to have a population that's still going to be dependent on voices from the outside. Yeah. Whatever that that voice is. And when that occurs, then you don't have the individual anymore. And you don't have, you know, different people thinking different things. It's very upsetting to go and listen to people. Like, who 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 listen to the media and regurgitate the media? Yeah. Without questioning. It's very very. Without questioning when, it. I mean, I, yeah, it's very, very upsetting. It's, it's like, well, what are you doing? Why would you believe any of it? Mm. Why are you believing any of this? First of all, if you're listening to a politician, you know, first of all, that, well, I don't know about you, but in my day, we the expression was, politicians lie. Yeah. And, you know, this is why I'm so, well, this is one of the reasons I think it's so important um, to know Uh, when you're manipulating yourself so if you're going to believe a politician um you've manipulated yourself into thinking that this character who is speaking now in front of a bunch of people is telling the truth yeah come on right come on come on like uh they they are talking um It, there, there's an intent and a goal. Yeah. We, we look, at, look at us. We have no intent. We have no goal. We're trying to figure out things. I'm still asking people to uh, ask questions. Let's poke holes in, holes in things. Um, it's so interesting that uh, if you have something you can listen to where you don't have to do any work, it's less popular than something that says, come, let's do the work together. Yeah. You know, one of the guys I love a lot is Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. But, he, but we are passive listeners to a man who's doing the work for himself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is great. I mean, it's got its, it's benefit, but he is doing his work. Yeah. He's constantly doing his work, just like you and I are doing it here. But I'm asking you to join in and do the work for yourself. Not just sit passively by. And I I don't mean just go, oh, you know, you're wrong or this. It's like ask some thoughtful, not obtuse questions that we can all ponder. You're not asking questions of me. I don't know any answers. But it would be so nice to get a question that helps us work through a problem.
0: Not give you an
1: answer. I'm not here to give you an
0: answer.
1: Mm. I'm here to explore different ideas when you posit a question. I'm not. I'm not here to give an answer.
0: Yeah.
1: No, no way. I don't know the answers. I don't know how you should live your life. I do know how to observe what you're doing, and to Maybe ask you. Do so you can write down what you're doing? You know, you could say I don't manipulate my family and my kids. Well, that's fine. That's great. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you don't. But if you if you tell me you're having arguments, that you're triggered, that yeah, you know. Things aren't going the way you want. Well, maybe that's when you need to start investigating how you manipulated yourself into this position, even though you did it unconsciously. Of course you did. You know, this whole expression, you are the creator of your own life. Okay. Ultimately, you are. But you have a massive unconscious that is operating under the surface. You've got all these unseen things that are operating that are part of what... Is the manifestation of the 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 creation that you have, so yes, I created my life. No, I didn't create my life. There's so much going on that is not part of what I would have created there's There's genetics, there's you know your your family history, like I said at the beginning, we know that abuse is, goes down the lineage you know you can have you can have incest in a family and it continues. Right down the line. You can have child abuse continues right down the line. Right? Alcoholism continues right down the line. You're not alone. Right? So it's not just you sitting there manifesting your life. We To be able to really see, oh, uh, can I be fully self-realized and make a full manifestation? Well, you've got to explore everything. You've got to wake up. You know, see what you haven't seen, and I'm just suggesting today and probably fewer talks that what you need to see is the way you manipulate yourself hence others, yes, of course, you were manipulated yes that but that is not something you can deal with. You can forgive yourself for being manipulated mm. some people say forgive the other, okay, forgive the other but Forgiving the other is ultimately to forgive yourself. You can think about that for a bit. Yeah. So forgiveness is huge, but you've got to take responsibility, even if you were manipulated, even if bad things happened to you. Bad things happened to me. Yeah. I took responsibility. The role in everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't take responsibility for anyone else. I don't feel guilty about what anyone else did that's their responsibility to deal with i don't wait for them to take responsibility the world i take responsibility for everything that i see if i think someone's manipulating me i take responsibility for seeing that someone is manipulating me Mm. right yeah so we can continue talking about this another day, because once my throat gets stripped to go. <laughs> and by the way, if you want to tune in, what what are we doing this afternoon? Where will we be? Well, we'll be it, on Zoom. It right?
0: won't be this afternoon when they listen to it, so.
1: Oh no, it won't be right.
0: Okay. Oh, sorry, we're a week ahead, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well.
1: All right.
0: Maybe the next one. Yeah. We'll tell in a vault.
1: Yeah. All right, girl. I'll see you later on. Okay.
0: Bye. Student. Bye. Bye. Everyone. Bye. Happy day. <laughs> Take care